Welcome to Connected with Micah, where we bring together hope and information to help support your life. Join us on this journey in connecting the dots and finding answers to your most challenging health issues. So let's connect where no topic is off limits. Common interests prevail, but opinions don't always align. This is Connected with Micah. Welcome back to another episode of Connected with Micah. Today, we have Dr. Emmick Blair talking about his unique technology and application for a delivery system for vitamins, nutraceuticals, and herbs. In our last segment with Dr. Blair, he shared with us what a liposome was how his company has harnessed the ability to create vitamins and herbs and different nutraceuticals within a liposome in a replicatable format to where the results are continuous and the absorption of the products and formulas that are used are exceptional and can be quantified scientifically. So we're looking at blood work in labs and different markers. So today we are starting back with Dr. Blair and we are going to be discussing how he took that technology and applied it to the world of CBD. With so many companies emerging onto the scene of CBD and so many consumers having questions and wanting to look at this as another tool to add into the toolbox of their supplementation program. Dr. Blair, we are happy to have you here so you can share with us what does this look like and and how did you get involved? What made you think to use your liposomal delivery system and apply it to CBD and, and what's the difference? What have you found compared to formulas that do not use this delivery system? So welcome back and let's take off running and just tell us how did this start? Thank you so much for having me again. I truly appreciate it. You know, I've been in the food supplement industry for, for quite a while. And of course, I live in Colorado. You know, I don't think it's a secret, but about 11 years ago, hemp and cannabis became legal here in Colorado. Well, when something like that happens, a lot of people jump in, but they may not have the background in how to do things in a quality way, in a reproducible way, following, you know, very strict guidelines to ensure the absolute best quality. So 11 years ago, really, I'd go in and just help standardize facilities. You know, I always joke around that on the first day, you know, all the owners of, you know, like the grow and the extraction facility would be there. And I'd ask them, okay, how do you do something simple like sterilize the room? And I would get from three or four different people, I'd get 10 different answers, right? Because every single time they do something completely different, nothing was written down. That's concerning. (laughs) That's concerning in the production of any product, much less something that you're going to be consuming. That's exactly right. And that's really where my beginnings came from. Just it was really straightforward. It was just, okay, let's make this high quality. So as I did it and continued to work in the industry, eventually a need came about for finished goods, right? And when CBD kind of became legal and the Farm Act passed, a lot of companies all of a sudden jumped in and they didn't quite have the background to do it. But me as somebody who's you know been in the supplement industry and before that I was making equipment for the pharmaceutical industries, I have a significant background in that. So at the time, what I did was I partnered with some of the largest brands around and said, you know, there's some very straightforward questions that we need to ask about CBD, that we need to ask about hemp to make sure that number one, it's safe, 
And number two, that the benefits that everybody is claiming without any data, by the way, right? So people are saying all kinds of stuff, but don't have any structured scientific studies to prove the data out. Now that's somewhat changed over the last couple of years, but you know, especially at the beginning, that was definitely not true. So on the first step, we're able to do the manufacturing of very, very um, safe, healthy, reproducible, and compliant fashion, right? So we treated CBD hemp extract the same way that we would treat any other herb out there, whether it's curcumin, whether it's vitamin C, whether it's just about anything, right? And we actually got third-party uh, CGMP certification for hemp processing, as well as certification from liposome processing. So a third party comes in and makes sure that we're doing everything correctly. And that's um, significant because you want that. You want to have an external source to be able to say, yes, we agree. What you say is in your product is in your product and how you're handling it, that there is continuity with the processes to also lend itself to the results always being replicatable. That's exactly right. And the other great thing about getting examined in such a fashion is if they find something that they think you can improve on, they tell you about it. So you've got another set of eyes helping you improve your process, right? And there's always room for improvement. I don't care who you are. You could always do better, right? So the first human clinical study we did, we asked the most basic question possible. Is CBD safe, right? Because there's some studies out there that were done on mouse models showing that CBD could really stress your liver. And, you know, previously I kind of talked about how liver enzymes are my specialty. So whenever I see a study and it starts showing that an ingredient, an active molecule is going to start stressing your liver, for me, that's the worst possible state because now it's going to negatively affect a variety of different things in your life. When yes. you discovered that or when that information was brought to you, were you able to identify, was it truly the CBD or was it other ingredients or the substrate in which the CBD was delivered that they were able, were you able to identify what they were saying was supposedly causing the additional stress to the liver? Yes. So in this particular study, they used pure isolated CBD and it was definitely at very high doses, but this model was supposed to look at what long-term effects would be. Right. And the model is valid for the specific use. Of course, it's, it's also using CBD as a drug at very high doses, which is not what we're doing. Right. We're doing um, kind of what you would consider a more natural type dose. But we wanted to see, like, at the doses that we're providing, what does it do to a human being? And we went, we, we got an institutional review board, which is a panel of doctors. They reviewed the study. They gave us approval. We recruited people and we gave them our liposomal CBD for a month. And not surprisingly, it did not negatively affect the liver. It actually seemed to be perfectly healthy, no problem at all, which wasn't exactly a surprise because the liposomes are going to circumvent the liver, right? They're going to get things absorbed directly into your blood and it's not going to go to the liver at all, right? Because that's the mode of absorption. Something really surprising did happen in the study. And, um, you know, you give everybody a form to kind of fill out and everybody says, oh, yes, I'm, I'm healthy. I don't have any underlying conditions. I don't have any problems. Well, we live in America and it's not super surprising, but five out of the 10 subjects had elevated fasting glucose levels, right? Which is an indication of being diabetic or pre-diabetic. And of course, none of them were aware of it. <laughs> but what was really interesting is that after a month, everybody's blood glucose levels came back to normal. 
I have to tell right. you, when I read when I read uh, this pilot study and I saw that, that in itself was exciting because there hasn't been a lot of discussion previously. Most people who are looking to entertain the idea of adding CBD to their daily regimen, they're looking to help with with maybe reducing inflammation or, or binding to certain receptors that we've seen that help uh, in various capacities. And so to see that it leveled out or normalized the glucose levels was really exciting. And I have to say that there has to be more studies to come on that because that to me seems like a game changer. Yeah, there's no doubt that there's a lot more studies that we need to do. And um, unfortunately, COVID has really slowed us down just because right now, you can't go to a doctor, you can't go to a hospital, you can't go to anywhere that pulls blood unless you're really sick, right? So the government's restricting to a certain degree these kind of studies, and, and understandably so. Like, I'm not gonna argue with that, obviously. But what's amazing about that is that, okay, does it absorb? And then if it does absorb, what does it do? Does it do anything for you? And the concept has always been with, with hemp extracts is that whatever it is, it brings you back to homeostasis. Right. If you're too low, it'll bring you back to the middle. If you're too high, it'll bring you back to the middle. This is a really, really nice indication of that exact concept that these cannabinoids, the CBD, they help regulate your body. They help bring it, normalize it. And one of the reasons that potentially we have a significant amount of health issues out there in the world is because hemp has been taken out of our diet. Right. Up until 100 years ago. We ate hemp, we used hemp oil to cook in, and we fed our cows and our chickens hemp. And then, of course, we ate the cows and chickens, so we got all the essential fatty acids and the cannabinoids by eating their meat and eating their eggs, <laughs> right? Wow. So yes. it's not all that surprising, but something that the hemp plant is amazing. It's something that we co-evolved with. We've been together with hemp for millions of years, right? It clothed us, it made our rope, it uh, helped us with transportation, you know, via sales for ships, right? It fed us, it housed us. <laughs> we were partners in, in the natural world. And then all of a sudden we were stripped away. And it, it's kind of funny. I, I always kind of bring it back to, and this is in my idea, this is from the Botanies of Desire, which is one of the greatest books if you're interested in uh, how humans interact with food and plants. But if you think about it, potatoes are like that. No matter where you go in the world, people eat potatoes. Same thing with apples. You could be in Argentina or you could be in Thailand. There will be apple trees and people will be at eating apples. It doesn't matter where in the world you are. There are apples, there are potatoes, there is hemp, <laughs> right? And, Absolutely. you know, we were for a whole bunch of reasons, which we won't get into, stripped away from that, right? The hemp was stripped away from our diet, stripped away from our culture, stripped away from us living. So we saw these results that taking hemp again normalized you was amazing to see, but frankly, not all that shocking because we know this, but we just didn't have the data yet, right? So the next thing we looked at is how well does it absorb? And if you look at the literature, people have looked at CBD and how well it absorbs and it absorbs right around 5%, you know, and depending on which literature you go by, some will say as low as three, three and a half percent. Some will say as high as 6%. I just go by five. It's kind of in the middle. And usually when you have a whole bunch of studies, the middle is a good place to, you know, you average out all the results. So if you think about that um, and just 5%, okay, so I'm sitting here and I'm thinking from the consumer perspective, I'm thinking, oh, dear Lord, if I'm spending, I don't know, let's say anywhere from 50 to $70 a bottle, 
and I'm taking the suggested dosing based on my size and my body mass index, my weight, and then the translation at best in some of these is that it's kind of like, wow, that means that you're doing a lot of product for the conversion of a, of a small amount in a traditional delivery system, correct? Yeah, that, that's exactly right. So for every dollar you spend, you only get a nickel worth of value, right? If you think of it that way. Absolutely. <laughs> so it's not fantastic, but you know, to put it in perspective, things like curcumin absorb at half a percent. <laughs> so CBD actually isn't even the worst one out there or, or glutathione that absorbs at zero percent, right? So we did a crossover study, right? So the same person took regular CBD, then took our CBD uh, a couple weeks later or vice versa. They took our CBD and then two weeks later took regular CBD. And what we saw is that our liposomal CBD, the CBD that's wrapped up in these super healthy fats and is delivered to you in a way that your body's already ready to absorb, the absorption was between 85 and 90%, which is fantastic. I mean, that's kind of what you'd hope to get. I know there's scientists, quote unquote, out there that will claim that their CBD absorbs at 100%. I don't know how you'd ever get that. I think that's just a statement. I don't think it's backed by any science, but 85 to 90% is really, really phenomenal numbers and is really as good as we could possibly hope to get. So it absorbs quickly and that's attributable to why we're seeing some of these um, you know, amazing results and why it appears to be healthy for you know, the month if you take it every single day. That to me is stellar. I mean, just to look at the comparison of the absorption of what was traditionally found and then to see the stark contrast in the delivery with the liposomal formulas. And I'm looking at the pilot study now. And to me, this is just crazy. Share a little bit more about what was the outcome. I mean, when you look at, you know, the 15 participants and the significant difference or the number that there was no difference in the traditional delivery model. Right. So first of all, if people want to read more about it, uh, it's two papers that are published. Uh, they're peer reviewed and published in the American Journal of Endocannabinoid Medicine. So everybody can see the data. We provided the full data set, completely transparent. You can see a lot of information, everything except for the people's names, <laughs> which is obviously not allowed. You know, when you go to the doctor, it's all confidential. Well, and what um, we'll do, Dr. Blair, is we'll have links to all of your information and any of the literature that you have that goes along to support this this episode so we'll have this on the webpage at connectedwithmica.com and so our listeners will be able to look at any of the studies and the data and the articles that you want to provide us with that support this episode they're publicly available so (laughs) we'll direct people absolutely the other really interesting thing that that came about from this is like you said there's 15 subjects right and half of them Half of the people who took regular CBD, we could not find it in their blood after they took it. So the next question is, why did that happen, right? And, and we don't know why, but I think a lot of people, uh, their digestion, their ability to absorb nutrition is not particularly good. So when you look at something like CBD, which is a little bit more difficult to absorb than, let's say, vitamin C or things like that, you can't see any absorption at all. I think it also speaks to the pathway where for CBD, the pathway, it's a very specific lipid absorption pathway. And if you don't eat enough of these healthy fats, you know, phosphatidylcholine, things like omega-3s, fish oils, sunflower oils, you know, like even 
I mean, I hate to say, but even like canola, which, which I don't recommend for anybody, but some of these essential fatty acids, your body isn't going to be able to absorb nutrition. So I think a lot of people eat in a certain fashion, like say, well, I'm taking these herbs, I'm taking these kind of nutritious foods, but it's an incomplete diet and they have holes in what kind of fats they're eating. They're not eating enough, let's say like egg whites or something like that. And their body just isn't able to absorb these really, really critical, important ingredients. Well, and you know what's scary with this is to think about for decades how the average American that has been pummeled with information on reduce fat, reduce fat, reduce fat. And as I'm listening to you speak, and it just makes me realize that we have thwarted the efforts. So we've, we've been saying reduce fat, reduce fat, reduce fat. And yet then we're saying supplement, supplement, supplement. But we've actually diminished that carrier agent or the natural transport or vehicle that helped with the absorption of those nutrients, even from just our foods. And so to hear yeah. what you're saying just reconfirms what many of us have known for a while now is that good fats are good. All fats are not bad. And we need that for everything from the, the, the keeping the, the cell walls malleable, everything from our epithelial lining or the skin and our tissue and all of those things. And so that let our nutrients in and out. And so it's, it's exciting. And just another confirmation of that we can't exclude all fats, that we need the good, healthy fats to help with much more than even just what they do from a supplemental nutritional standpoint. Yeah. And to your point, there is like one of my favorite papers out there, just because the concept is so simple, is a paper that looked at beta carotene absorption um, from people eating a salad. And the three groups were non-fat salad dressing reduced fat salad dressing and full fat, regular salad dressing. And of course the people who had the full fat, regular salad dressing absorbed their vitamins from their salad at a significantly higher rate than people who had no fat salad dressing. That is awesome and also insane when you think about the market in the industry and how so many people try to eat their green leafy vegetables and and all of the things that have their carotenoids and all the different nutrients that we need. But yet just by doing the low fat salad dressing or, and not choosing an, an olive oil or a walnut oil or a macadamia or you know, the different healthy oils from nuts and seeds that they are almost, I don't want to say negating, but I guess it is. It's almost negating the whole purpose of eating the salad. Yeah, that, that, that's exactly right. So even if you try and do the right thing, Sometimes the information isn't all that good. <laughs> so like you said, you, you minimize any kind of benefit that you could possibly have. So when you looked at the study subjects that when they had taken the CBD in the traditional delivery model, so I'm assuming maybe that was like alcohol-based tinctures. I mean, what, what did that look like compared to your liposomal formula and delivery system? So the regular... CBD was just pure CBD is what we used for them, right? Our liposomal model, so our liposomes, our products, they're 90% water. Then the next most common ingredient there is the sunflower lecithin, you know, for the phosphatidylcholine, for the phosphatidylethylamine, and for the essential fatty acids that make up the liposome delivery system, the cellgate delivery system. 
So it's basically one with and one without the delivery system. And that's about it. People who took the regular CBD also drank a glass of water. Really, the only difference was the fat. Got it. So let me ask you this. So is it plausible then that if a consumer or our listeners were currently taking, let's say, two droppers, you know, 30 mLs and doing two of those a day, if this suggested with the product they had been using and it's not in a liposomal formula, is it plausible that they literally could reduce the volume of CBD that they're taking and actually have a greater uptake? Absolutely. So if you think about it, you know, the doses that we typically recommend are maybe five milligrams or 10 milligrams. Um, If you go too much above that, people maybe start feeling it a little too much, right? And it could potentially interfere with your workday, et cetera. But 10 milligrams of our product is like taking 180 milligrams of any other product out there. So really what you're getting is complete absorption. But not only that, if you think about it, the other 95% of CBD, which is rejected by your body for regular non-liposomal CBD, your body has to work to reject it. It's expending energy and it's expending time and material to reject the CBD rather than reject mercury or pesticides or herbicides or something like that, right? The CBD is now taking up the slot in detoxification. So not only are people not absorbing the CBD, but it's actually preventing them from detoxifying. So what you're saying is that while they think they're adding something to the regimen that will support their overall functioning, that it can actually can have the inverse and be contributing to additional body burden. Exactly. That, that's exactly uh, what, what I'm saying. And we see that all the time. We're seeing that with high doses of vitamin C, right? People get an upset stomach and bloating because it's upsetting their digestive tract. The same thing with CBD, only instead of your stomach, it's your liver that's being burdened further. Well, and to your point, you know, I think all of us can relate at some point if we've taken a handful of supplements and haven't taken them with food, how easily you can feel nauseous and just sick to your stomach and and queasy. And sometimes even with food that can occur. And so when I look at if you're a caregiver for someone, whether it's pediatrics, a child, you know, youth, or even if it's an adult or or somebody in their senior years and you're trying to support their immune system and their overall nutrition, whether it's because they have uh, limited you know, choices in the foods they eat or whether it's because their doctor has suggested based on their blood work in labs that they need more dietary supplementation. You know, I look at how often we put together protocols or programs and we're trying to do something good, but the volume, the sheer volume in the supplements alone can deter someone from continuing to use the supports or the, the efficacy or the fidelity of the plan from a supplementation standpoint. And so I think that if you can reduce the volume that's being taken in and increase the absorption, that's just a game changer for everyone all the way around. And not to mention what it means to the pocketbooks of so many of our listeners, because you know, when, especially when you have to supplement or you're choosing these options because it's not just an, a want, it's a need, it's a necessity or a coping strategy uh, to support your health 
and overall wellness, dollars add up. And it's something that what I've seen historically is that many people will want to dabble in the CBD world. They'll try a product and they may not continue to use it because either A, they didn't see the impact that they were expecting, whatever attributes that may be, and B, because of the cost. So what I'm hearing you say is that in what Cellgate has created with this delivery system, you're truly giving consumers an opportunity to look at reducing volume of the CBD that they're consuming while increasing absorption, and you've got the science to back it up. That's exactly right. And when you think about the conversations that people have had about CBD, a lot of people will say, well, I took CBD, but I, I, didn't, I don't get it. I didn't feel anything. I didn't see any difference. You know, that's proof that the CBD isn't being absorbed or it's, it's just a fraudulent product, right? But most likely it's probably not just not being absorbed. And I think it's really, really important, especially in a, in a burgeoning space, to look at products, to look at uh, companies that are really investing time and energy and money into the science and into proving that the products work and frankly, taking the time to make sure that every single step is done appropriately. I mean, one of my favorite times of the year is when I get to go and inspect the, the hemp farms and make sure that everything's being grown correctly, that it's truly organic. You know, one of the simple things that I do is in Colorado, I need to find at least four species of ladybugs in the field, right? Because that's telling me that there's no pesticides or herbicides being sprayed and that the environment in the hemp field is what it's supposed to be because the ladybugs actually will defend the hemp from pests. It's now created its own natural little sub environment. That's exciting. And I don't think I would have ever thought of that. I would think about testing and third party testing and looking for chemicals and from that aspect. But that really is exciting to know that when you're looking and sourcing your hemp products, that you're looking at other markers in the environment that also are indicative of what a healthy hemp field looks like. And so that's encouraging because what that tells you is that the ecosystem is thriving. Well, I am ecstatic. I've really, really enjoyed having you as a guest and doing these two episodes and look forward to having you come back. What's exciting is that Peace River CBD was the company that connected us and brought the attention to the podcast on what you were doing and how your company, Cellgate, was revolutionizing the production and presentation of these nutrients and liposomal formulas. And PeaceRiverCBD.com is one of the companies that is not only working with you and partnering with creating their formulas, but where consumers can go to purchase the liposomal liquids. And if I understand correctly, they're also looking at incorporating your capsules in the near future. And so I know that they're excited about your technology and as a company want to be sure that our consumers know that their options and that those options can be cost effective and efficient and have the science to back them up. So we appreciate them connecting you and I and bringing these topics to the table so we can share them with the world. And one of the unique things about Peace River CBD is that they believe in giving back and partnering with various organizations in the communities. And one that is near and dear to me is they are partnering with Unlocking Autism and just supporting 
supporting the efforts that organization does just to raise awareness about autism spectrum disorders. So I am very thankful that we had the opportunity to meet and look forward to having you back so we can talk shop more about the other products that you have developed and ones that are in development. Perfect. Yeah, I look forward to it. Fantastic, Dr. Blair. We sure to appreciate you. And for all our listeners, again, stay in touch. You can find us at connectedwithmica.com. Again, the podcast is on Google Play, iTunes, and Spotify. Share with your friends and family. This information is vital, especially if you know someone who is taking a CBD product, who has thought about taking a CBD product, because not only could you be saving them money, You could be saving them with the time and headache of taking something that isn't being absorbed and isn't as effective. So to learn more again about liposomal delivery formulas and about Cellgate's product development, look to our website at connectedwithmica.com as we'll have different support materials and the pilot study that Dr. Blair created and more literature for you to evaluate and share with your friends, families, and loved ones. So until next time, take care. 